Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Christy. And we are having conversations of a not-so-balanced life. The goal here is to help women and moms get past the good enough phase of life and begin their growth journey. You're listening to Intentional as a Mother. And this week, we are going to recap an Instagram live that we had this summer where we talked about playing it small. Now, the audio clip is going to follow this introduction, and the quality may not be as good as it was when you were watching it live on Instagram, but the conversation that we had was so powerful and important that we want to share it with our podcast community as well. Christy, what did we talk about? We talked about some personal examples in our own lives of where we had been playing it small and how we move past that. And some of the key points or highlights from the live are, you know, you are allowed to change your mind. You don't have to make a decision and stick with it if it no longer works for you. And your life is unfolding just as it should be. So where you are is where you yes. should be. Don't don't <laughs> rush it. Don't feel like you need to be elsewhere or be where somebody else is because that's just not the way it works. And the last point, is I think the most important maybe and it's just that you are worthy and you are enough just as you are and you don't need anyone else telling you that like you are worthy even if you don't hear it from anybody else every day coming up is uh the audio from our Instagram live this summer about playing it small hope you enjoy so Megan and I just wanted to quickly hop on and talk about playing it small and just the idea of you know stepping outside of the fear or whatever it is that's holding you back to really create a life that works for you and just letting go of those other things. So I think, do we want to start out by talking about a situation where we've played it small? Yeah, sure. Sounds good. Do you want me to start or you want me to start? You go ahead. Okay. So I have actually given this zero thought. Um, (laughs) We talked about planning, planning for this, this live. And then, um, client things happened and I've just been in chaos mode. So this is just truly off the cuff um, with zero plan. I will say this weekend I experienced um, an instance where this kind of aligns, um, but it was, Oh, we're going to be late to something. Let's just not do it. (laughs) You know, like my life is so defined by the clock and whether I'm on time or not on time to something. And it gives me, serious anxiety. And so there are instances where I play it small because I'm not going to make it on time. I just know that that's going to cause more stress instead of just being late and being thankful that I made it at all. Um, And so instead of, instead of stressing at the fact that I wasn't going to make it on time, I looked at it from a, it was a conscious thing because I was really stressed. I looked at it from the perspective of how much fun can we still have even though we're not on time? And so instead of being afraid to just go with it, I I was able to look at the situation and say, no. And this seems so silly. I mean, it really does. It's so silly and it's not, you know, I don't really feel like it's a powerful example, but for me, it really was an important decision, you know? And I think a lot of moms tend to do that because we tend to be the ones that are the planners of the fun things. And then we find it hard to sit and have the fun because we're so worried about either yeah, who did getting this there on time person. or, yeah. you know, do we have enough snacks? Do we have water? Do we, you know, all the things. And so I think that's mm-hmm. an important reminder that we all need to, you know, just be mindful and mm-hmm. try to be in the moment um, so that we can enjoy it because you know, I feel like I hate 
the term like it you know it's gone before you know it so you better enjoy yeah. it some some days just feel like I don't want to enjoy them <laughs> but yes. I think that's true you know sometimes we just have to be present mm-hmm. and I, I mean I do have a professional example too but let's why don't you go ahead and um share yours with us sure yeah so so I think mine is is less of like one example and more of just I feel like mine are professional I feel like mm-hmm. In the past, I found myself playing it small. So I've always sort of worked in corporate America and being a military spouse, moved jobs quite a bit. And I used to find it very difficult to negotiate on my behalf when I started a new job. It was kind of like, how do you do that? It feels really awkward. And then also in a job, I feel like, you know, it's it's kind of hard to ask for the things that you need because I always had the mindset of they've hired me to do this job. They're paying me like, my needs aren't important, I guess, is where my mindset was. And I know there was one job in particular, when I sort of started, I was like, all right, Christy, like, you're the only one that's going to negotiate for yourself, you just have to do it. Uh, Right, which I think that mindset works for me, I'm sure it doesn't work for other people, just like that mindset of you got to feel the fear and do it anyways, just get over yourself. And that's what I did. And it, you know, kind of the more I've done it, the easier it's become, even though I definitely still get anxiety about it. I'm like, Oh, God, Oh, God, they're gonna like have this huge reaction. <laughs> yeah. Even though, you know, like everything else. It's- I mean, what's the so so I like to pep talk myself, but I also like like Christy's like my big pep talker, right? It's like when I need to be talked into something I usually call Christy. But if you lack a Christy in your life, what helps me is just at the end, what's the worst that could happen? They say no. Okay. (laughs) You know, like, I think that's so great. So have you gotten better with with your, you know, asking for negotiating for yourself? Has that been easier? It it has. I mean, it's, you know, again, it's still it's still a point where I guess it's kind of like, you know, that like, some people don't get this, but I feel like pre-public speaking, you kind of get that little anxiety. And you're like, oh, God, oh, God, I'm gonna talk in front of a bunch of people. Uh, I feel like it's that. Like I get mm-hmm. that little bump of anxiety, but I'm like, you just got to do it. And you got to so, know they're not going to respond the way you're thinking they're going to respond in your head, that worst case scenario. So what happens after you ask for what you want? Do you like sit and dwell? Like what happens to you after you've you know, leaned into the fear? What happens? So I used to pre doing like a lot of the work that's gotten me to where I am personally, I think I used to sit and dwell on it. And now I'm just kind of like, what's going to happen is going to happen. And it's going to be fine. And I can, I can take it. So I'm not there yet. (laughs) (laughs) It's taken me a long time. And there are still scenarios that don't, that doesn't work. But I think just sort of knowing in the back of my mind that like my life's unfolding as it should, and I'm going to be okay. Like that helps me to be able to sit in whatever discomfort and sort of, you know, allow it to process and not have to feel like I need to fix it that instant. Mm-hmm. So seven months ago, Megan would like just hit send on an email and then run away and not look at <laughs> any responses. You know, like I wouldn't open my phone. I wouldn't look at any responses. I wouldn't go like head first at any decisions, but like I'm getting more and more confident in the choices that I'm making professionally. And I feel like when you find your voice and when you find, no, I know that I'm valuable. No, I know that, that this is worth it. I feel like it makes 
everything so much easier. And it's so hard to find that voice. I mean, I sat in that for three and a half years where I was not confident in what I was doing and I was being well, pushed over. And was it three and a half years or was it like 33 years? You know what I mean? <laughs> and, 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 and that's not, yeah, no, I, know. I feel like that's, that's all of us. I think that when we've been friends for 20 plus years, you can say something like that. <laughs> <laughs> But, I, but, you know, same for me. I feel like, you know, in the last few years is when I've really found that internal validation and not needed the external validation to know my worth and to know that, like, you know, if somebody's not telling me I'm valued, not or feeling like I'm less than. So I think that it, it just it takes a lot of mindfulness to get yourself there. I, but even if you haven't done the work yet, know that. Mm you are worthy without anyone having to tell you that. And even if, you know, like I used to have a hard time with being able to rest because I felt like I, you know, the value wasn't there. If I was resting and that's absolutely not true. Rest is necessary and okay. <laughs> well, the guilt, right. The guilt that accompanies, you know, a mom at rest or a woman at rest. Like yep. there's so much guilt that comes along with that. I don't know. I just, I feel like I um, am, professionally a lot better at the whole the playing it small and leaning into the fear and that like recognizing when those moments are happening where I need to adjust um personally it's a lot more difficult for me well you know you got baby steps right like right when I, I was listening to a podcast the other day and it was talking about planting little seeds and like you know so like these baby steps a whole bunch of baby steps add up to lots of big growth. So, you know, mm. may, maybe for you, it was easier to start in that professional space. I feel like it was for me too, realistically, because it felt less personal, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Easier to, to me, the professional space is just easier to walk away from. Whereas the personal it. space, you're stuck with the consequences and that <laughs> feels like so heavy. <laughs> yes. Yes. But you know, it, it, in the last probably six months, I've been doing a lot more work personally with some of mm -hmm. my, my relationships and just mind blowing how different they are because of the work that I've been willing to do. And because I've, I've let go of the fear of reactions and realized that even if it's a bad reaction, that tells me what I need, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you, what do you do with bad reactions personally? So like, I am such a, you're dead to me. Like I like my, like if it's a bad reaction, I never have to speak to you again, and that's fine because, you know, hopefully, it was a relationship that I could make that step with, right? Obviously, I'm not gonna do that to my parents or my sister or you know my husband, but well, some people you need know, to. You need to set your own boundaries for your own you know familial relationships, whatever that may be. Yeah, um, I think you know I think it's just I think the thing that I always come back to that helps me put it into perspective is that. And this is my belief. So, you know, believe what you believe and I, that's fine. This is just my personal belief is that, you know, I am here on this earth for my journey with myself and my growth and mm -hmm. all the other relationships surrounding that are just bonuses. And so like, you know, I think yeah. Megan can tell you, like, I think personal relationships, other people are super important, but they're not the most important one. And um, I think that sort of puts it into perspective because then that takes my mind to like, you may be in my life for a time, but if we get to a point where it's just not working for the both of us, then maybe that time has come to an end and we need to 
take a step back. Anybody yeah. that's been friends with Christy knows that you're friends like forever. Like Christy, I know <laughs> that you say that you that you, and there are probably people that you've cut out of your life, but I feel like you still have connections with a lot of people from high school. You still have connections with a lot of people that we grew up with that you, you know, lived with in Kentucky. Like, you know, friends from all over, you clutch them. And I envy that in you. I do not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. How, I think it's just your relationship builder. Thank you. I try to be. Mm. I feel like I haven't done a good job of it where I am now, but um, mm, that's no. a topic for another day. <laughs> sure. But yeah, and I feel like, you know, you have built the business that you have because you've been able to grow in this area and really stop listening to the fear and just step out and courage and know that like it's going to be okay either way right Um, I mean that's kind of yeah you're I mean you're absolutely right I feel like for such a long time I I didn't know what I wanted I didn't know what I wanted out of this business and without knowing if you are an entrepreneur if you are in the professional world then you understand that if you don't know what your end goal is it's really hard to get there. And so at the time, you know, I, I didn't know what my end goal was. I just knew I had to pay for daycare. And that was the goal, <laughs> right? So each month I had to pay for daycare. And beyond that was just bonus. And so I, I've reached a different point now. And I, you know, it's really, it's really kind of awesome to be at a different point. Well, and I feel like, you know, just like your professional journey, personal journey, like it's all an evolution. And like, once you get yeah. to that point, then you kind of figure it out. But I think the the commonality there is that I think a lot of times we get stuck in the, I know I get stuck in this, like I need to be able to know all the things before I can take yes. that next step. And realistically, you're not going to know all the things, you know, none of us do, I think. Mm-hmm. And you just got to take that first step and then it will build and you'll, you'll figure it out. And if it doesn't, if you take that first step and it doesn't build, then you redirect, yep. right? I mean, that's all you can do is with the information that you have, make the decision that's best in that moment. So, and it's okay to change your mind. I find it so hard for people, for me especially, to accept <laughs> that it's okay to change your mind. Like you don't have to follow through with something if it no longer works for you. Super important point. Because I think, mm-hmm. you know, I think we're also worried about, well, I said I was going to do X, Y, Z, and now I'm not doing that. What are people going to say about me? What are people mm-hmm. going to think about me? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. As long as you're happy living your life and you're working towards, even if you're not doing it perfectly, because none of us are, like mm-hmm. creating a life that you enjoy and you love. Yes. And I feel like a simple goal for everybody watching this right now is what choice am I making today for me? that I, you know, is just for me. I feel like it's, it's super important to understand yourself before you can move forward and help anybody else. I think that's, yeah. Well, and even just move forward in your life. Like, cause if you don't know what you want or what you value, like, how do you, yeah. how do you know where to put your focus and what your priorities are? Exactly. Megan and I's challenge for you guys today. What, you know, what's that one thing that you're going to do for yourself? Mm-hmm. To move forward in whatever it is that you need to move forward in. Okay. Thank you all so much for listening to us today. You are listening to Intentional as a Mother. Follow us on Instagram at intentional period as period a period mother. And we will see you next week. See you guys next week. Talk soon. Bye.